Today we want to, Richard and I want to look back on 2020 for just a bit. Not that we want to go back and relive 2020. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. But we want to go back, we want to look back a little bit at, at stuff that happened uh, in our church, in our church family, in our community in 2020. And then, and then really more importantly, we want to look ahead to 2021 and what we feel like God is, uh, is going to do in our midst in 2021. And I want us to always kind of remember that our mission is helping people find their way back to God and grow. Helping people find their way back to God and grow. No matter where you are on that walk, mm -hmm. um, whether you are not a Christian in, the, in this moment or whether you've been a Christian for 20 years, we can stray and wander a little bit. So e either way, that is our task. You know, and, and I would say this, I, and when I say that, I don't mean that that is our task, our mission as the staff of the church. Mm -hmm. I, I don't mean that. Yeah, I don't mean that, that the staff of the church is the sole tool that God will use to help people find their way back to God. It means all of us, me and Richard and you and our staff and all of us. You know, we are not called, none of us, y'all, none of us are called to be spiritual consumers. That's not what God has for us. He has for us to be spiritual consumers contributors rudy just walked out Amen. to get a little jesus rudy, a little jesus this is a spirit-filled dog let me tell you no doubt so richard <laughs> i'd say can you uh if you want to start this little looking yeah. back thing mm -hmm. first mm -hmm. and and this is a good certainly a good week He's cool. uh, i think it's a good uh, exercise for us as individuals as families and as a church to look back and assess uh what went down you know and and in particular to celebrate the wins and a year like this uh, where we don't and by the way if you hadn't met rudy here he is rudy say hello in all his glory <laughs> no but it, it's a, a time it's in particular it's important to celebrate the wins you know to acknowledge what it is that god has accomplished in our lives and in our church family especially after a, a year that's been so challenging as 2020 has been so we just wanted to give you a few snapshots of 2020 in God's uh, work and, and, and some of the things that God accomplished. And as a church family, we experienced some pretty cool things. We want to talk about growth groups, which is the small groups that we have here <coughs> at Church on the Trail. And growth groups, of course, were one of the many areas of our church life that was affected by COVID and by lockdowns and, and things like that. And so there were many adjustments we had to, but our growth group leaders were so good at pivoting oh, yeah. and, and adjusting and utilizing uh, the, uh, the social media and, and technology to continue growth groups to the point where even during the spring, which is when everything really started and we all were having to make the major adjustments, uh, we were still able to stay connected in the small groups, which is of course, the one of the great purposes sure. for small groups is sure. to connect us a little bit more than we interpersonally connect during a Sunday morning worship experience. So we shout out to our growth group leaders uh, because they just crushed it all year long and they kept our people connected and growing, which is one of the things that we're passionate about, as you were saying before, but w well over half, well over half of our church family, even in the midst of the COVID disruption, were able to stay connected and involved in 
uh, growth groups through, you know, uh, Zoom and live streaming and as soon as we were able to get back together. Uh, I also want to mention, to, on, the, on the point of connecting, do you remember how cool it was that our church family responded to something we called Church on the Trail Connect? Do you remember Cot oh, Connect? Yeah, Cot Connect. And, and that was when we first locked down and couldn't have our, our Sunday gatherings in person. We would have four connecting opportunities every week on Facebook Live, and boy, the amount of people who viewed those videos, and not just viewed, but engaged oh, yeah. in conversation. Shared and talked. And oh, yeah. In fact, there was ministry, there was support, there was prayer that was going on. So that was a really cool thing to mm -hmm. see our, fam our church family rally around that. And then in the fall, uh, we started a new thing, which and some people might even think this might have been one of the highlights one of the top highlights of our whole church family for 2020, and it was called Life Groups. Yep. And we, we had the desire. Now, while our growth groups meet mostly like once a week, mm -hmm. um, we had the desire to create an environment where, where people in our church family could come together once a month on, Sunday, on a Sunday evening and spend a couple of hours together and start connecting and doing life together. We call them life groups. And just breaking bread together and kind of just being together. Mm -hmm. More so than, than a dig in and do a Bible study. Exactly. You know, I love Bible study, but that's Amen. not quite the, the purpose of mm -hmm. the life groups. It's really more the relational, and, and you said it a minute ago, doing life together. Yeah, so. exactly. And so we started right out of the gate with five mm -hmm. life groups. With the, with the goal of having groups of about 15, maybe 16 people. Mm -hmm. uh, and from day one, all five groups at or near capacity in yeah. that 15 or 16 people range. So we're right out of the gate. We almost had 100 people, mm -hmm. you know, all, nearly 100 people that were involved. And, uh, and, all, and already, even though we only did it for a few months uh, between the fall, start of the fall into now, we have many reports of how the life groups have created uh, that do life together opportunity for people, and our families are feeling more connected. And, and one of them supported. is one of them is birthing a new one uh, starting January. Exactly. More, more to come on that, but one of the groups is, and another group is about to to birth another one. Exactly, so. and that means that we're multiplying. Yeah. And we're providing more opportunities. So the life group thing was a huge win. In the, in, in the life of our church. And the last thing I'd like to mention as a highlight is just one of the ministries that I'm involved in. Uh, it's one of the growth groups of our church, but it also reaches men uh, and families from all over town in various different churches in our area. And it's called Route 1520. It's a recovery ministry where we invite men into a journey of really, uh, really engaging their hearts, engaging their story, and helping them find freedom from addiction. And this recovery ministry has been really powerful. We've been doing it for about seven years, almost eight years now. And uh, and we this year had uh, just, uh, it was 90 plus men this year that were reached, and that's 90 families right. that were reached through, uh, through uh, Route 1520. And the interesting thing is, just like everybody else, we had to lock down mm -hmm. and couldn't gather in person in the spring and most of the summer. So we started doing Zoom meetings. And you know what happened when we started doing Zoom meetings? We were able to start reaching men that were outside of our local area. And so currently, we now do Zoom and in-person meetings. And we have brothers that sit in on our Route 1520 meeting from New Orleans, Louisiana, Kalamazoo, Michigan, and all over Georgia, Augusta, Noonan, Hogansville, 
that's cool. It's unbelievable. So God is. Uh, th those are just those are examples of some of the wins sure. uh, from within our church. And you know, um, when I look back on uh, uh, on 2020, and I, I one of the major themes I think is the sovereignty of God, Ooh. and and that no, nothing. And you hear me yeah. say this all the time: this or that didn't sneak up on him. And you know, of course, it didn't sneak up on him. Right. And I and I, I was thinking back uh, this week, thinking about today, and thinking about. Uh, uh, the last 10 or 11 months and I remember the very first Sunday in, at Church on the Trail when when we uh, were online only when we were just on Facebook and the, and, very, uh, the first very first Sunday virtual worshiping right so we have me and Susan and I were in in the at the church and the worship team and then Trip and the production team and we for, we forgot to lock the door now how weird just to even say that how weird does that sound yeah. we forgot to lock the door of the church well, we're getting ready to start, and this young man walks in, and I'd never seen him before. He actually was coming through Columbus, traveling through Columbus, and he came in, and I said, hey, man, you know, we're, we're not gathering physically today. We're, it's online only. I said, but let me get you a cup of coffee. Come on in and, and have a seat, but just know it's going to be a little weird because you're going to be the only one in there other than my wife and I and the worship team, production team, and so he came in, and he sat down, and uh, Stephen and Melody led us through the the first uh, the worship team through the first two or three worship songs. Uh, the Lord had a message for us, and when I was coming down from the message, I sat down or I was standing there with Susan, and I glanced back at the guy, and he had tears rolling down mm. his eyes. And mm. I went back there while the last song was playing, and I talked to him. And do you know that Joker gave his life to Christ, <laughs> sitting alone, basically alone in the church other than the few people that were there right. and of course the holy spirit right. <laughs> convicted him he got saved that didn't sneak up on god either and you know that same thing happened twice it happened again uh, i won't tell you that story but it happened again about i don't know a month or five or six weeks later so god is moving in our midst yes you know i think about our the ministries we have outside of the church the homeless ministry called m2540 where we're out on the streets every week serving meals and providing tents and sleeping bags and I look back and I think this year we provided probably about 7,000 home-cooked meals um, and I don't know maybe um, three four five hundred sleeping bags and tents and hygiene products and so forth this is a weekend week out t thing this is not just yeah. uh, this is a couple of times a year every week every, every week, week. One of the greatest impacts we've seen this year on stuff that, I, that our church family does outside of the walls of our church is the Generations Ministry. And if you're fairly new to our church, you may not even know what that is, but it's a foster care prevention ministry, a family preservation ministry that seeks to keep families together when they're in jeopardy of a child being taken out of the home for poverty reasons, yeah. being taken out of the home, put in the system. Well, the defects judge who he and I have been friends for 25 years, when we pitched this idea to him two or three years ago, he said, if you can, if you can provide the service to 100 kids, because there's about 100 kids in our community that are taken out of their home, put in foster care, and sent to another county because there's not enough placements in Columbus, he said, you will have made a difference if you, get to, if you can take care of 100 kids. Well, uh, Autumn Morgan, who leads that charge for our church, I texted her last week and I said, how many kids did we uh, keep in the home in 2020? She said 125. God. So 125 kids wow. because of 
the generosity, the work, the whatever of the people in our church family, 125 kids aren't in foster care. So look, man, that is we've, had a, we've had a number of salvations wow. in our church walls, mm -hmm. in the building, yep. out on the streets. We've seen unbelievable spiritual growth um, yeah. with the people in our church through, mm -hmm. through multiple sort of things. And so that's a looking back thing. Let's yeah. look ahead for a second. Um, I think Rudy just, Susan, if you're watching, will you come get Rudy because he is <laughs> off chasing deer. Um, Lord help him. I know. <laughs> our, I didn't know any other way to do it but to do that. Yeah, right. <laughs> so let me say, looking ahead, our task, which is tied to our mission. Our mission is what? Helping people find their way back to God and grow. That's so, what we're passionate about. So why we're here. So our task is to help to play a role in moving people from here to there. From here exactly. to there. Well, where is here? Here is, he, he ran down there. Here is lost, disconnected, and unchurched mm -hmm. to there. Well, where is there? You know, there is saved, serving, connected, and being discipled. Exactly. There, there is where That's we want to help people move. Mm -hmm. Saved, serving, connected, and being discipled. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus had no interest in um, building a team of fans. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day. Yeah. He yep. had no interest. A fan is just an admirer, and the admirer can mm -hmm. be a super, like, crazy, awesome admirer. Sure. But a fan is sure. still just an admirer. Mm -hmm. You know, what Jesus is looking for is fully committed followers. Well, what is a fully committed follower? Saved, serving, connected, and being discipled. That's yeah. what he's looking for. Mm -hmm. A follower is all in. We talked about that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a follower is, obviously, first of all, a follower is saved. Because you can't be a Christ right. follower if you're not following Christ. Exactly. So, so obviously that. Yeah. But then a follower is bought into, a follower is all in, I mean all in, to serving the body of Christ, to, to being connected to the body of Christ, you know, to being all in, to being discipled. Y'all, in other words, a, a, a follower, a fully committed follower is all in to Jesus and all in to his church because it's his church. And so that is really what being all in is. And so we're going to do something. 2021, we're going to kind of have a theme. Yeah. Where it's going to kind yeah. of be our mantra. Mm -hmm. And that is 2021 is going to be serve year. We need that. Serve year. Yeah. Hashtag, Hashtag 2021 serve year. Yes. Something like or that. Or something to that something effect. Something to that effect. For real, though, that is, uh, that's really what God's just planted in your heart. And, and our For hearts sure. as a team, um, that that's what we want to just just get a run and start into 2021 and and allow god to take us as a church family just to next level the serve. serving each other and we'll talk more about that in a in a bit but i'm gonna plant this seed in your mind and that mm -hmm. is this that we want every single person who calls church on the trail home to be serving somewhere in our church somewhere in our church you know, we're going to have next Sunday after uh, after our second worship service, we're going to have a little luncheon, a guest services, serving volunteer luncheon for people that are currently serving and people that want to serve. And we'll talk a little more about that mm -hmm. as well. Um, you know, I want to start us off. That was a long introduction, but I want to start us off. Awesome introduction. I, I want to start us much. off with a, 
with a passage from John chapter 13. And I brought this up briefly. If you were with us on Christmas Eve, I brought it up briefly uh, uh, on Christmas Eve. I want to set the stage a little bit of John 13 when Jesus said these words in verses 34 and 5. But John 13 starts off in the upper room uh, at Passover time. You know, shortly they're breaking bread together. He and his guys, when I say they, it's mm -hmm. Jesus and his guys. They're breaking. This is, this is going to be the famous Last Supper. The Last right? Supper. Yeah. The big deal. And shortly yeah. before his crucifixion. Yeah. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And what does he do in that scene in John 13? He washes their feet mm. in utter, absolute, amazing humility. God. He washes his guys' mm. feet. And then John moves along to Jesus foretelling uh, that someone would betray him whose feet he had just washed. Like, That's mind-blowing when you think of that. And the betrayal, I don't think, snuck up on him, right? right. He knew that was coming. Yeah. But then Jesus says, he says, I'm about, he says, guys, I'm about to go to a place that you, you ain't coming. Mm. You ain't coming. But, he says, but, and then if you look at verse 34, he says, but a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another so love one another with his love as the model love one another now sure the old testament tells us to love one another it does even in leviticus everybody's favorite bible book <laughs> hashtag leviticus um it says to love your neighbor as yourself but what jesus says in that upper room is revolutionary that believers are called to love each other based on the sacrificial love that he showed. That's the kind of love that he's talking about. That raised the bar. 100% raised time, the bar. right? And y'all, you think about it, he is a living, breathing, walking, talking example of God's love as we are to be living, breathing, walking, talking examples of his love for us. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. it, should be, it should be our mark of distinction. It should be mm -hmm. our tattoo as a Christian. That that's good. That that mark. It should yeah. be our mark. The way that we love each other. You know, his plan is so. Like his plan is so cool. Um, <laughs> that love. love is so attractive. That mm. love is so perfect. You know, it's it's not mm. only would that kind of love bring um, unbelievers to Christ. Yeah. It also helps to keep those of us that are. Christians now to keep us strong in a world that is super crazy hostile to God. Mm. It is empowering. Yeah. You know that love is empowering. Yeah. yeah. That love um, wow. is mm. enabling for us. You know it allows me and you to love all of those for whom Christ died. You know all of them. Yes. You know there's a guy, uh, a pastor from the I think late 1800s, early mm. 1900s. Name was John Vianney. He said this, he said, love for our neighbor consists of three things. Number one, to desire the greater good of everyone. Hmm. Number two, to do what good we can when we can. And number three, and this is the most amazing way to look at it, I think. Mm -hmm. He said to bear and excuse and hide other people's faults. So when you hurt wow. me, when you, when you have a fault, I'm going to kind of shield that fault that you have from the world. I'm going to bear that. I'm going to excuse mm. that. Mm. Uh, wow, it's that's really heavy, man. <laughs> Y'all, uh, think about it. Wow. Love, 
the kind of love I think that Jesus is talking about here in John 13, it is more than some warm kumbaya feeling. Mm -hmm. It is a warm kumbaya mm -hmm. feeling, but I think it's more it's more yeah. than that. Yeah. It is an attitude that shows up in action. It's an action mm -hmm. verb. Exactly. James would say it's an action verb. How is it that that you and I can love others the way that Jesus loved us? I think that we can, and y'all hear this because I think this is super important. Mm -hmm. By helping when it's inconvenient for you to help, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's easy yeah. to help and love when it's convenient. It's right. easy to love when the person's lovable, right? Right. Um, by giving when it hurts to give. Mm -hmm. um, by devoting our energy, our time, our brain space when we don't have the energy, the time, and the brain space to devote, mm -hmm. you know, to the other person. You know, by absorbing the hurt from someone rather than responding back and lashing back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, wow. You know, that that's the kind of love that's hard, but who said it's easy? Was the cross easy? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't, think, I don't. I mean, I don't think so. And it and it goes back to he said, "I am the example. Love as I have loved you." Absolutely. And that's the great challenge. And I think the world will see that, and they will know that there's a supernatural source for that. Zach, my oldest son, sent me a video Friday night of a of a of a young man whose brother had been murdered. The YouTube video. Mm. They were in court, and this guy, this kid's brother, had been murdered mm -hmm. by this woman. And, uh, and I think it was an accidental thing, but nonetheless, she took this guy's brother's life. And what this guy said on in, in his testimony at the, at the sentencing hearing, he's talking to this woman, but he's talking from next to the judge. And he says uh, to her, he says, I, I only want the best for you. The woman who murdered his brother, I only want the best for you. And Man. then he said, and what is best for you is that you give your life to Christ. And then wow. he looked at the judge and he said, can I get down and hug her? And the judge said, sure. And on oh. camera, he gets down and he hugs this woman. Y'all, that's what we're talking about. Oh, my goodness. Gosh, that's big. Hey, let me take a moment and share a couple of verses from the, the, uh, the writings of John in 1 John. So we're going to look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 14. Is now the time to jump yeah. at that? I didn't yep. mean to rush. Yeah, yeah, rush yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Um, So we're talking about this love that that we are to exhibit towards each other, towards other followers of Christ. And in 1 John chapter 3, verse 14, it says, We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. Whoever does not love abides in death. Now what John is saying is that when we become Christ followers, when we make that decision that you were discussing earlier, to turn from our sins and follow Christ and yield our lives to Christ and ask him to be our leader and forgiver, when that happens, it doesn't make us, we don't move from being bad people to better people. Spiritually speaking, we move from being dead people to a spiritually alive people. So that's what he's talking about here. And he's saying that the evidence the evidence that we have gone from being spiritually dead to spiritually alive is our love for other Christ followers. It's the tattoo. It is the thing. It's the thing that, as Jesus said in the passage you read, that would be noticeable yep. to these two people all around us. And so if we don't have love for other followers of Christ, 
the scripture just says we are still abiding in death or we still we're still spiritually dead this is a tough verse but it's a straightforward statement that mm -hmm. says what you'll see in your life when you have, have truly turned from your sin and you're truly following Christ what you'll see is a is a growing love for other Christ followers yep. and if you don't see that we have to step back and check ourselves and say where is my heart have I really turned from my sin and turned to Christ mm -hmm. uh, which is a big deal another verse uh, in first John jump in one chapter over first John 4 verse 20 says if anyone says it's kind of a, a continuation of those thoughts from the other verse if anyone says I love God but hates his brother he is a liar for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God who he cannot see I mean That's again strong. these are strong words mm -hmm. but th the apostle is saying listen y'all if we don't if, if we, we can say we love God but if it doesn't if that doesn't translate into a loving relationship with other people who are following him we are lying we're lying to ourselves because that's the evidence exactly yeah. it's the evidence so we're fooling ourselves if we think that those things can be separate it's that is going to be a mark a tattoo of our faith that we are going to have this growing love are we perfect at it no oh, absolutely not no do we struggle with it do we kind of loop in and out of uh, but but the growth track or the growth uh, trajectory is that if we let him god will make us more selfless in our love for towards others and less selfish you know with seasons of in our life just because it happens maybe with seasons of straying and wandering a little bit but then i jump back to what is our mission at Church on the Trail is helping people find their way back to God, which includes a Christ follower who has has maybe just wandered off. I don't mean wandered off crazy. It could be wandered off crazy, sure, but sure. just yeah. kind of wandered a little, strayed a little just or whatever. Just drift, right? If just I, I mean, it, whatever it is. Right, exactly. And I would just like to share one thought before you jump to that next verse. Um, there's a... There's a, another verse in, in 1 John, it's chapter 3, verse 18. I saw this this morning, and, and he says, Let us love not in word or in talk, but in deed and in truth. Oh, yeah. And I wrote something in my uh, journaling Bible at some point. It says, This love is not an abstract theory that we talk about, but it is a way of life demonstrated by loving deeds, by doing things that express our love for each other. Like you said before, this is not just the, it's, it's not just the feelings and that mojo that you feel f of love towards people. That's part of it, and it's awesome, but it's much, much more love than that. Love does. It's a verb. You were saying it's that to verb. me earlier yeah. this week. Love is a verb. And when we talk about 2021 being a year of serving, this is what, what we're, we're called about. to do. We're, it's, it's action, love in action. You know, and, and, and so we looked at what John says, uh, you know, a little bit. Um, Peter, in First Peter chapter 4, he says, in verse 8, he says, uh, we're going to look at verses 8 through 11, but I want to look quickly at, at 8 and 9. And 8 and 9 say, above all, 
keep loving one another because Peter's giving encouragement to his reader at that time from from persecution at the end of the day. Yeah. And so Peter says in verse 8, he says, Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Verse 9, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. So mm. verse 8, Peter, like John, says above all of first importance, laying on top of everything, mm. keep on loving each other earnestly or deeply or or uh, the NASB says fervently. Mm. So in other words, keep that love at full strength all the time for your brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, no Christian is mm. on an island. Mm. You know, yeah. when you and and probably all of us, probably you've experienced this, when you experience, and I'm not even talking about giving it now, I'm talking about experiencing it, when you experience that deep love, that fervent love, that earnest love that Peter uh, speaks of from the fellowship, mm. you come to realize that you have this human network of support that will help carry you along when the winds of, of suffering show up Absolutely. you know you can speak to that yeah oh no i mean that that's just even in my life right now you know my my oldest son is 23 years old diagnosed with leukemia the outpouring of love and support that we've received from our church family right now uh in these last month has been mind-boggling just mind-boggling but i needed that oh it is i real still energy. need that oh, yeah. you know what i'm saying and it is real. It's not, you know, when you say to someone, can I bring y'all dinner because I know you're stressing in this case, Derek, mm. you know, you're dealing with a son who is diagnosed with an illness. Can we bring you dinner? Can we bring you this? Can we do that? We're praying for you. We're loving on y'all. You're not alone. Y'all, it makes a difference. Oh, it's like, huge. It makes a difference. It, like it, a legit mm -hmm. real world, you know, difference. It totally does. Yeah. And he goes on in verse 9. And he says, Peter says, show hospitality to one another. He doesn't just put a period at the end right there. <laughs> he says, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. So verse, while verse Yikes. eight tells me and you um, that to keep on loving each other earnestly, deeply. Verse nine tells us how that love manifests itself, how it expresses it itself, how it, how it shows up. It shows up in hospitality. Mm -hmm. And hospitality, yes, is a Christian's duty. But Peter says it ought to be offered up, it ought to be expressed, it ought to happen, it ought to show up without you whining and grumbling and, <laughs> right. and, and resenting the time or the expense that may be involved. And you know that word that is translated grumbling there, um, and I want you to hear this, I really want you please hear this, that is a word that is referred, it's kind of used and it refers to words of complaint that are often spoken to other people with the result of stirring up trouble and problems. And so that is wow. not the way we serve each other. We don't serve in resentment. Mm -hmm. We don't whine mm -hmm. about it. And we don't, we show hospitality without being a pot stirrer. Yeah. I guess that would be the right oh, way man, to say that. Good. At the end of the yeah. day, it kills joy. You mm -hmm. know, don't be a joy killer. Yeah. Even with saying that, y'all, I'm not saying that you got to be best friends with every single person on the planet. That's an important distinction. I mean, it's still, yeah, we're not talking about these are going to be the closest people in your life and you're going to like everything and agree with everything. It's 
but they are brothers and sisters which means Christ. you should show them this love this powerful love in in action yeah, we, we should be we should show dignity and respect mm. and have integrity and be courteous mm -hmm. and ultimately just be kind just be and i know be that maybe that kind. sounds hokey or something but but just show kindness um to each other you want to hit so, verse 10 and yeah 11? verses 10 and 11 of that passage first peter chapter 4 10 and 11 right after explaining what ed just read peter goes on to say as each has received a gift use it to serve one another as good stewards of god's varied grace whoever speaks let him speak as one who speaks oracles of god whoever serves as one who serves with the strength that god supplies in order that or so that in everything god may be glorified through jesus christ to him be glory and dominion forever and ever amen so so peter you got to realize everything in these verses these are not random thoughts that he jumbled together as rapid fire unrelated bullet list do these four things these are a, this is a conversation this is a package deal that peter says we should above all and primarily love one another and fervently show that love by serving each other and we should do it without grumbling and then he goes into these two verses that i just read he's saying look we've all it's like he's saying we each have a gift from god something to offer we all have something that we bring to the table and so we should use that gift to serve each other well and then he gives the example is it speaking or teaching or communicating then do it as if you're communicating the very words of god because you are because you are yeah is, is it serving is it helping do it with energy that you get straight from god so it's this really cool example of he's saying we've got to serve each other it's the thing that's going to carry us it's going to be our human network that's going to carry us through difficulty as you said before and we you everybody has a slot or a spot to fill in this big picture and you know when you do what you just read when y'all and i'm telling you man when you serve in your wired upness yeah the way that god has wired you up and then you become a follower a christ follower you get saved and the holy spirit imparts a spiritual gift which usually jives with the way that god's wired you up because god right. kind of knows what he's doing right absolutely he does unbelievable things with that when you serve in the way that you were meant to serve for his glory exactly it's and what you say it's it, it's staggering what can be accomplished to help people and to serve people but it's also really cool that we end up growing in and in, in fe it feeds our spirit as well and be and be understanding again we're kind of bringing it back to this concept that 2021 we really believe as a leadership team that this is a serve year it's going to yeah. mark this year so be encouraged here by verses 10 and 11. Peter is saying not everybody is cut out to do and serve and show love by serving in the exact same ways. So it's not we all are not good at everything, but we all do have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> Anybody get what you see what I did there? Solid. Okay. So, but but we have this gift and so let's say Lord, what can I Listen whatever gift or skill you have whatever blessing 
you've received from being a part of Church on the Trail? I mean, maybe you can relate to me. When I started my recovery journey, it's been like 12 years now, and I, and I moved to Birmingham, and I was a part of this church, this local church over there, which is really awesome. I'm actually going to go spend next weekend with them. I'm real excited about that. But anyway, um, so I was, I needed help. I needed encouragement. I needed support. And I went there and I just received. But there was a time that after sitting and receiving, there was a time, it was, it was time for me to step up and start serving. And here's why. Because whatever I've received from the Lord and from his people, it's not for me to hold. Whatever I've been given is a seed that I'm supposed to plant. This is my understanding. Whatever I've got in my hand is a seed, and I need to plant it. So whatever, whatever you have to offer, you're like, hey, I'm not a real people person, or I'm kind of a little more introverted. Well, guess what? We're not going to stick you at the front door on Sunday mornings right, right. to shake hands with people or high five or whatever we do till COVID passes. We're going to help you find that particular set of skills, that thing that God has for you to bring, because it's not just for you to hold. It's for all of us. All that we have is seed to sow in blessing others. Because we're sense? not, because we should not be spiritual consumers. We should Boom. be spiritual contributors, exactly. y'all. And every single person in our church should be serving somewhere in some capacity mm -hmm. and we've always hesitated exactly. and you always exactly. hesitated in using the word need but here's what i would say your church family needs you to serve particularly on sunday mornings mm -hmm. and particularly in in a, the tots area or in the kids areas but there's opportunities Absolutely. to serve in parking and on greed and you know the greek team and the cafe so and a cup the, of coffee yeah, yeah wherever it is because the, you know, the production team think about it you know, the, the parking team is the first smile that someone sees mm -hmm. when they get out of their car. The parking team is the last smile that somebody sees when they get back in their car. So, you know, the head is not the foot, is not the leg, is not the elbow. Mm -hmm. But every different place, you know, on a Sunday morning, every different place is of equal importance. And, and you know, when people come into our church, oh, the experience man. that they should have should be the warmest friendliest, most awesomest experience that they have all week yeah. until they come back to our uh -huh. church the next week. Yeah. That's exactly. just the way that it ought to be. Exactly. How do they know that we are his? By the love that we show for each other. See how they love. I encourage you, consider a time in your story, like I was just giving you a quick snapshot a moment ago, that there was a time when I lived at the, in Birmingham where and it also was a little bit true when I first moved to Columbus and first started involvement here at our church. There was a time, there was a time when I was so, I just had, my needs were so profound and I was just barely hanging on. And it was people, it was, it was believers in a local church that gave me hope because of smiles, like it's simple stuff. I said a minute We ago. could do that for people. We could do that for people this year anyway um so we're gonna wrap this up with mm -hmm. this when we're done when we are done it'll take you 60 seconds tops y'all to go to churchonthetrail.org click on connect go to the bottom of this of the of the uh the team serve page and there's a little application 
to serve, to volunteer somewhere in our church family. Mm -hmm. There's four things to fill out. Really, there's only three. The fourth is a comment section if sure. you want to make comment. Right. But all we're talking about is your contact information, um, where it is, uh, you know, your name, your contact information, and you just select where it is you would you would want to serve, mm -hmm. and you're done. Click submit, you're done, and somebody will reach back out to you. Yeah. But I, you know, I leave you with how do how will the world know that we are His? They will know by the love we have for one another, mm -hmm. and y'all, that love manifests itself in serving, yeah. becoming a disciple, becoming more Christ-like. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. And one, the last thing we'd like to do before we close is just ask, ask a question. You might be watching this uh, video, maybe you're watching it live or at some point in the future, and you come across this video and you hear us talking about serving each other who are followers of Christ, and you're not sure where you stand on that. Maybe if you were sitting here with Ed and I, and we were having a cup of coffee out here on his back deck, and we started talking about spiritual stuff. We started talking about kind of where we stand with God. You might not know where it is you stand with God. I want to take a moment, we want to take a moment and offer an invitation to you to become a follower of Jesus. Who is Jesus? Jesus is God's only son sent to this earth. We just celebrated his birth, uh, the annual celebration of Christ's birth, but he was sent to this earth so he could live a perfect sinless life so that he would become the perfect sinless sacrifice for our sins. When he died on a cross and when he was raised from the dead three days later by the very power of God, it was God making a way for uh, for anyone, including you, including me and Ed, for anyone to accept that free gift of salvation, to be forgiven of our sins, and to have a new way of living, to turn from our sins and to follow Christ. So God loves you so much that he did that. He did that for you and for me and for Ed and for all of our friends. And we would like to invite you to do what we've done, to do what so many of our friends have done, and simply ask God to forgive you of your sins, to help you turn away from your sins, and to bring you into his family of faith. If you would like to do that, pray this simple prayer with me now. It's not a magic words in this prayer, but it's just a way for you to communicate with God that you want this new life. So let's pray this together. However that you would express this to God, say, God, Heavenly Father, I need you. I need forgiveness. Help me turn from my sins. Help me turn to you. Forgive me and make me a follower of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hey, if you, if, if you have, if you prayed that prayer, if you want to talk to somebody about that whole thing, please just let us know. You can leave a comment in the chat here, mm -hmm. or you can go to churchonthetrail.org and click connect, because there's a card there that you could just Fill put something in there, and, 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 and we'd reach out to you if you have any questions. But if you ask... If you ask God for forgiveness, and if you turned to become a follower of Christ today, you are in for an awesome ride. God's got some really cool stuff to show you.
and we'd love to walk that with you. So please let us know. And we will uh, see y'all next Sunday, mm -hmm. 9 o'clock and 1030. Amen. One last time, we do want to mention, where, where do they go if they want to if they want to get a running start okay. into serving 2021? Churchonthetrail.org and click on the connect. Go to the bottom of the team serve page, and there's a little application. Take 30, 40 seconds to fill it out. We're not exaggerating that. It's just a real quick thing, but if you just want to take the next level in serving, showing this kind of fervent love for the body of Christ, the family of faith, do that with us. We look forward to doing this together. Yeah in 2021 all right y'all have a great day thanks for joining us for christmas at home see you next week